Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Sarah Horgan is from the Echo Live. Sarah, good evening to you. Hi, Harry Things. Not quite as exotic as America, but, you know, exotic nonetheless. Uh, but we've the, we've the atmosphere, you know. It's, yeah. you, you come to Cork for the atmosphere, not for anything else. And the floods, of course, yeah. Now, and the floods, yeah. It's been a bad week in Cork, Sarah, hasn't it, for the floods? Oh, it's it's been a bizarre week. And we talk of, uh, d- you know, we, we try to count our blessings at times and say at least there there wasn't any fatalities and mm-hmm. the other the other day i heard of a poor little dog in middle oh, that, that didn't make died. it to do here. yeah yeah so the um the lady was uh, had to was evacuated from her house and she took one dog and the other one drowned she could feel him yeah she could feel him pulling at her the the dog that was still alive and she caught the other fella and uh it was too late. He was too small. So when I heard that, I was fine. I was real hardened journalist up to that point when I heard about the little dog not making it. So, oh. And by I the just, way, bad news just... for Cork. The weather is supposed to get bad again over the next few days, I believe. Uh, and there'll be more rain. So hopefully we won't get that combination of wind, high tide and rain all at the same time again, which plays havoc and wreaks havoc with Cork every four or five years, which is at this stage is almost like it's happening every four or five years. So hopefully that won't happen again without those three combinations of things. I don't understand the whole geographical aspect of it, but I believe that's part of what it is. But look, I wish people of Cork well, and I hope you get your shops and your businesses and your houses back in order again pretty soon with the the money the government's going to hand you out. I hope they do anyway. Anyway, a Cork-based psychotherapist with an incredible story has reached the shortlist of the prestigious Mental Health Awards Initiative. Oh, that's some achievement all the same, isn't it? Yeah, so we'd really like to congratulate uh, Dr. Susan Lawler. She's She was nominated in the professional category of the Mental Health Awards. They're judged by a panel representing um, mental health organisations across the UK and internationally. And you might think what's so special about this story, people get nominate, nominated for awards every day. But... Dr. Lawler, Lawler, she co-founded a mental health charity, State of Mind Ireland, with with her brother, Dr. Martin Lawler. And he was killed in a hit-and-run accident, um, a hit-and-run incident back in 2018. So ever since then, they've been trying to get their life back. And Dr. Lawler is carrying on his, unfinished business. It was a horrific story at the time. You might even remember it was fairly high profile. He was walking back from a Christmas party um, that he'd organised for his staff or or his colleagues even. Mm -hmm. And he was walking back from this. He might have been um, walking back to his hotel room. I'm I'm not 100%, but he was walking back anyway and he was he was killed and the the taxi driver that killed him kept kept going and he was stopped by the guards and said that when they saw the damage to his car he said that he had hit an animal um which obviously wasn't the case and the i i was saying i remember saying to susan i said you've been to hell and back 
And she yeah. said, no, uh, she said, I wouldn't say that. I'd, I'd say we've been to hell. We're, we're not back yet. And yet with all that pain, she's, uh, that, that's the tribute. That's her brother's legacy. That's, mm. she, she felt that was the best tri- tribute. She was saying the, that this bitterness is going to destroy you. You, you. you can't be bitter in a situation like this. So she's just gone from strength to strength and, what was ironic about that case was um, Dr. Martin Lawler, he was known for the dignity he afforded people and he was afforded no dignity that night. And Susan has managed to take this awful pain and turn it into something con- constructive constructive and productive. And yeah, she's just, she just, very, amazing, she just really is inspirational. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, uh, another one here. A middle-aged man has been jailed after threatening Brown Thomas staff with the neck of a broken bottle following the theft of two bottles of perfume from the Cork City store. Wow. What, like, he kind of held this broken bottle up to them? Yeah, well, this one caught my eye because it, it reiterates just what people working in retail have to go through Absolutely. every day. It's really, really difficult and... Uh, not certainly not worth the money people are being paid. No. But the um so the this middle aged man anyway, he threatened Brown Thomas staff it was with the neck of a broken bottle. He had stolen two bottles of perfume from this Pat this Patrick Street store and he's been he's been jailed now for four months for his offences. So Judge Joanne Carroll jailed Ian O'Sullivan of Cork Simon Community for these offences and they occurred on June 29th, 29th when O'Sullivan pleaded guilty at Cork District Court and this was by video link from, from prison. So the judge said this is a man who broke a bottle and returned to the store and threatened to kill the security the security staff there so it was very serious and his solicitor then said it was a shameful act. He recognises that. He did a psychology course in prison. Everybody does psychology courses. <laughs> they don't even make them sound. No it makes them sound educated go. so they can get out again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever known somebody who's done a psychology course and they're they they can't switch off? They're mm-hmm. just. I but don't that's know, the same with every career. Now, yeah. No, it's the same with every career. I, I sorry, go off on a tangent. I remember years ago, I was working in a nightclub as a DJ, and this guy came over to me with Copperface Jacks, and he came over to me and he said, uh, can you play a request, please, for uh, Sheila? She's with the gang tonight from whatever, I don't know, shop. Uh, she's celebrating her birthday. And I went, yeah, no problem. And he went, can you repeat what I just said? I said, sorry? He said, can you repeat what I just said? I said, are you a school teacher? And he went, yeah, how'd you know? I said, I'm not five. So th- this is th- this is what they do. So they're so used to telling people to repeat what they just said because school teachers do that all the time, of course. What people have just said, so they they start they bring it out. And the same with psychologists. Like I wouldn't want to go to dinner with a psychologist. They'd be sitting there analysing you while you'd be having dinner with them. You know. It but it becomes a habit because I'm guilty of it. I ask people a lot of questions. I do too. And sometimes I'm not even interested, but it's just the way my, it's like my brain has been rewired. Oh, I'm the same. I'm the same. <laughs> I'm, sitting down, I'm sitting down to dinner with complete strangers and they're going, so what do you think of uh, abortion? Do you agree with it or not? Or So I, you know what I mean? I start throwing topics at them. You know what I mean? That I've done yeah. on the show to see what they're thinking. Yeah, I think we all do yeah. that. Yeah, but no, I've, 
I don't know if I've never heard of anyone coming out of prison and actually being a psychologist, although they pretend to study while they're in there. This guy says that he, um, according to himself, anyway, he set up uh, Gamblers Anonymous as well in, in Cork Prison. There's so much going on in Cork Prison, isn't there? Yeah, it's a busy little spot, isn't it? Busy little hub of be. entertainment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. but I mean, but the thing about it is, I have no sympathy for anybody, anybody who puts a broken bottle to somebody, to threaten somebody else. The trauma that puts on people. I remember years ago, I was working in a news agency and this guy pointed a gun at me to take the till. Like, And I remember how frightening that was. You know, to have a gun, a load, of, you're looking at the barrel of a gun. It was frightening. It's mad. And I, you sure get, that's oh, you have nightmares real, about it for it? years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's traumatic. You, you, you're not you taking me seriously. The wrong. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not laughing. I shouldn't be laughing. But you always seem to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, don't you? I do. I'm going to write a book. So at some point I am. I always remember your man says, was, I don't want any of your guff, right? I want you to go down there and lock yourself in the bathroom. I said, no problem at all. How would you like me to lock myself in the bathroom? <laughs> and, he's, and I says, just to let you know, there's not that much money in the till. It's Saturday morning. We weren't busy. But take all the cigarettes. They're worth a few quid. <laughs> I was the most cooperative victim ever. <laughs> when somebody has yeah. a gun in their hand, you tend to be cooperative. That's the thing. If, if, somebody, if somebody asks you for money from the till, you'd probably just give it to them, wouldn't you? The, oh, of course. The, there was the probably hero. wasn't even any need for the need for the gun. They could have just <laughs> said, give me the money. Yeah. For the t- and then escalate to the gun. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't comply, like. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a pub goer was left in considerable fear after spotting a man, with a, speaking of guns, with a gun in the toilets. <laughs> Turns out, there, re- uh, there really was an innocent explanation. What would he be doing with a gun in the jacks? What's the innocent explanation for that? Okay, so I didn't feel sorry for the last guy, but I do really feel sorry for this guy. And I'll tell you why. So a music video maker who bought an imitation semi-automatic pistol for um, a music video, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) So he wanted to put this on TikTok. Um but is now being told that he was naive in the extreme to put the imitation weapon on top of a urinal in a Cork City pub. <laughs> it, it, it obviously got people panicked. And the judge here is saying that she, 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 she dismissed him under the Probation of Offenders Act, which is like another way of saying, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yeah, yeah, we believe your story. This was his... Yeah. This was his first conviction of any kind and he'd never been in any trouble before but it was he put it he yeah he put it into this pub and it it looked like a, a really good imitation of a firearm it looked very impressive and I can tell you this lad was unlucky because I could I could tell you so much because I I was telling you before I was into I'm into filmmaking, but we've had so many near misses like this with misunderstanding, misunderstanding well, when we're thing. filming something. I know it now comes under the Firearms Act, right? That if you have an imitation in a public place, right? But here's the thing: when I was a kid, we went around with holsters and guns on us, like good imitation plastic ones that looked real. I had a Riddler, which was like a machine gun. And you'd fire it and it would make the sounds and everything. And like, 
you know, people went around with imitation guns all the time and there was no big deal ever made of it. But yet nowadays you can be locked up for it. But I have a good a good friend and I'm surprised he didn't end up in jail for this misunderstanding. He was filming a, a, a short movie and I can prove this because the, the film actually did get made. It it was the, the there was these two men that were that were carrying what was made to look like a body wrapped up in a blanket in a sheet through a forest. This was at about midnight, mm. and somebody saw them carrying this bundle through the forest and called the police and the armed forces <laughs> ended up <laughs> down apparently. Right. So. Special I don't know what's exaggerating about the, the armed forces. It was probably just the guards, but armed forces sounded good. Yeah. But either way, he was in a, a fair bit of trouble. We, I had a case with another friend who was making a film where this uh, kid got knocked down by a car and there was a, a doctor and she, she didn't see the cameras, obviously, and she was... Um, yeah, she, she she just ran over and just top of her voice, I can help, I'm a doctor, don't panic. And I remember we were just standing there with our, with our mouths open. Um, <laughs> that proves you're doing she, a good job. Before she realised, yeah, before she, she realised. It was it was so realistic, though, if you'd been there. That's what I'm saying, I would have been, been proud been of the makeup. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Brian Steins is a filmmaker. He's very talented. You must all look him up. Okay, well, look, we've two minutes, and I need to get this the final story because I'm curious about this one. A former postman received a suspended sentence for the most unusual crime that occurred during his time um, delivering letters. What did he do? Did he rob money? So, no, no, no it was, Take it was a cards. strange one. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> the, Stealing the children's birthday cards. No. No. I, I know that would be a good one. The pressure, the, the, there was a lot of pressure on this postman, apparently. He was overwhelmed by the volume of posts he was required to deliver. And he began to accumulate sacks of undelivered mail at the back of his home. But no. the, the strange thing is here it says that it said that that was the scenario described anyway at court, district court where Stephen Hagerty pleaded guilty to the single charge of failing to deliver a post on June 11th, 2021. So it must all have just been on one day. <laughs> and I don't know, did he leave it too long? And, and did, did, he, did he mean to give it back? Or do you know sometimes things... Yes, it's like when you have a video hand, out over they? days, yeah, and you just don't bring it back at all because you owe too much money. Yeah, yeah, it's similar, but this was, they didn't take this lightly anyway. They said, the judge said that it was a terrible breach of trust. And oh, it was, yeah. Unpost delivers important posts. I was thinking of people getting hospital yeah. appointments because I know oh, they don't waiting email Waiting for those. checks or whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he... He, so, as, as far as I know, I think he got... Uh, oh, yeah. The judge imposed a two-month sentence on the accused but suspended it on condition that he would attend for treatment for his drug issue. He was fond of the cannabis, apparently. Well, it is illegal to but, withhold posts from anybody. Um, and many, many years ago, I remember a friend of mine had got separated or divorced or something like that, I can't remember, and he wasn't living at home. And his wife, or ex-wife, or ex-partner, whatever she was to him, was chucking all his posts in the bin or in the fire or something. I don't know what she was doing with it. But um, mm-hmm. he got her charged and she was done for it. 
it's illegal to it, it is actually a crime to withhold somebody else's post and when you say she was done what what, what? I don't know what she got to she didn't go to jail I don't think but she got a fine or something and you know community service or suspended sentence or I don't know something she, she got a fine or something she can go to jail now yeah but it is illegal to withhold a person's post yeah, God, that's a that's that's. Oh, it's a very it's a very old crime. It goes back a long way because post was considered to be the most important thing in the world because you know governments got letters about wars and messages through post, so everything was done through post. So it was vital. It was a vital form of communication. So that's why there was such you, strong laws brought in against it, withholding it. But do you remember in two thousand and fourteen there was a postman and his house was raided. And they found all the the letters underneath his sink at the time. And it, it sounds like it was the same situation. He just let things get on top of him. But yeah. he had opened four letters. And I, as far, from what I can remember, he got the, the probation act. So they've obviously gotten a little tougher now. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a tougher, this is fairly tough tough, harsh sentence, I thought, for one day of post, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think it was one day. Probably what it was, if he had a couple of sacks of them, it was most likely, you know, they just took one sample day to charge him for. They couldn't figure out what day oh, is the rest. Oh, okay. Was yeah. that what happened? I was yeah, saying, yeah. I, I was saying, no, they couldn't go... he loads of post for yeah. that one day. <laughs> no wonder. No, they couldn't <laughs> go through all, all the posts. Post. They couldn't go through all the posts and figure out what exactly what days each one was meant to be delivered on and then charge him for each individual one. So they would just take one sample day. See? Oh, right. Yeah. That, yeah. that explains it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that he had all those to deliver in one day. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I thought he was Santa's laws or something. <laughs> Well, listen, it's been lovely talking to you again, Sarah. Should we chat to you again next Monday? Until then, have a wonderful week. And hopefully, there'll, be no, and hopefully there'll be no floods. Here's hoping. Yeah, here's okay. hoping. See bye you, bye. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh.